The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business, or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger podcast. So today's episode is also a part of the 2024 Glow Up series. And today I'm getting into part two. Last week we did part one, and that was all about, you know, the things that we could do like right now, essentially to get ahead on our 2024 goals and glow up. But today is very specifically about goal setting. So I always do a goal setting episode towards the end of the year. I love talking about goal setting and the number of questions and just like conversations I've had with you guys over DMs on goal setting, vision boarding, all of that is, I mean, there's a lot to talk about here, okay? So I'm going to start by kind of going into how I set goals for the year. And we're just going to dive right in and then I'm going to get into vision boarding and questions from you guys as well. So the first thing I do when I am deciding on what my goals are for the year is look at each facet of my life and see how I'm feeling about it. So These include relationships, career, finance, health, personal development, fun, location. And I grade it on a scale of one to 10. And I get really granular about everything that's gone wrong or right in each area. So for example, like I will look at things like, you know, why was my, let's like, let's pull out an example of finance. Why was it an eight out of 10 versus a 10 out of 10? Or why was it a six out of 10? And I'll like go over my wins and then things that I would like to improve or maybe things that didn't go my way. And from there, I will kind of, after I go over each different area, I'll kind of look at the areas where I'm least satisfied. So where I scored the lowest out of 10 and identify three big goals. And how I do that is say, for example, okay, so since we're talking about finance, I'll go back into that. So say, for example, I didn't like how much I saved or how much I invested or how much I made, like whatever that is, pick your goal or like maybe you're in credit card debt and you want to pay that off. That is kind of how I identify the goals. So, you know, I'll come up with a goal that kind of solves all the problems within that area. Right. So if it's that like whatever it is, like I've not paid off enough credit card debt or, you know, like I'm unhappy with my savings, then I will come up with like a plan on like, what is that goal? Like maybe I need to like put away a little bit more per month so that I can like funnel money into like these like larger financial goals that I have or whatever it is. Like if I want to make a big purchase, then like, what does that look like? Or if it's in a, from a career standpoint, like you know, I want to I want to accomplish X by the end of the year. And then from there, I go into my plan. So what I do is every month I come up with like 
more micro goals that'll get me closer to the big goals that I have, essentially, like the big three goals. And I typically tend to have a personal top five every month. And I'll get into top five for the company as well, because it kind of like bleeds over from there. But essentially a top five like from a personal level every month is like five things that I really want to focus on and accomplish by the end of the month. And, you know, that can be, for example, if I have fitness goals about like, okay, I'm, I'm like, say my overarching goal for the year is I want to gain more muscle or like obviously it would be much more specific than that. Like I want to gain 10 pounds of muscle or I want to lose X amount of weight or whatever my fitness goal is. Like accordingly my top five will kind of reflect that so maybe it'll be like make sure you're going to the gym five days a week or you know like hire a personal trainer or you know like make sure you're eating at home x days a week whatever it is like plan your meals in advance so i have like top five personal goals to reflect and move me closer to those overarching large goals. And from there, I also narrow down my weekly goals as well. So, you know, again, like just like we have a to-do list for work, I feel like your personal life is kind of the same thing. And I have like to-do lists of things that I'm supposed to check off that will kind of help me get to that part of my goal, right? So that's kind of how I think of goal setting. So essentially, like first is really figuring out your why? Because I don't think that we can productively set goals that our heart is like very attached to unless we evaluate why we even want them to begin with. Like this is the thing with New Year's resolutions, right? Like we pull out these goals and they can be superficial and like you just pull them out of your ass, right? And you don't know the deep rationale for why you want to accomplish them. And there's no fire, like there's no real sustaining fire under your ass to actually accomplish it. And so I think number one is establishing your why. Number two is getting really specific about those like three big goals. And number three is like, like you see, I don't have 10 big goals for the year. I have three. Three is doable. Do two, do one, but don't do like all of these huge goals because I think it's just overwhelming. And if you don't end up accomplishing anything towards the end of the year, like in terms of like what's under your control, I feel like you just kind of feel let down. And so I think that's one of the big mistakes that you set too many goals for yourself and then you end up accomplishing like nothing and then you feel kind of bad about it. So that's like, that's what I would say. And then the last thing is that like having a plan, like a very tangible plan is really important because that's what you can control, right? Like, for example, if I do everything in my power to achieve a goal and I don't get quite that, you know, quite at my goal, I don't feel bad about it because I fundamentally changed as a person and improved as a human being in order to get close to that goal. And, you know, sometimes it happens whereby my the goal that I set for myself maybe didn't happen at the end of the year, but it happened like a year and a half in. So don't don't give up on yourself. But I do think that having a plan kind of helps you implement habits that allow you to continuously get closer to that goal. So that's kind of my goal setting exercise for the year. And then I'm going to get into audience questions from you guys as well, because you guys sent me a whole bunch.
Did you guys know that Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors and take 20,000 breaths a day? According to the EPA, indoor air is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air, and in some cases, up to 100 times more polluted. Data shows that air pollution is responsible for nearly 7 million premature deaths globally. Air quality in my house is actually like a very, very important thing. And I learned this firsthand when we were going between Toronto and L.A. I remember going back to our apartment in Toronto after not being there for a few months. And I developed this horrific cough, both Nish and I. And it was it was really bad. And it was like we didn't know what was going on. And I figured it had to be like a dust thing because, you know, it was unoccupied for a few months. And. A few people on stories recommended Air Doctor to me, and that's kind of how I got introduced to the brand. And like a lot of you guys were so happy with the brand that I'd heard like, you know, I'd gotten DMs about people who'd like taken it with them from North America to their house in Bangladesh or in India. And like, you know, people had air purifiers in every single room of their house. And so I took that really seriously. And I got myself an air doctor. So air doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold, and even bacteria and viruses so your lungs don't have to. All air doctor purifiers also feature whisper jet fans, which are 30% quieter than ordinary air purifiers. By the way, I do have to call that out because I'm someone who's very sensitive to sound, especially when I'm sleeping. There is nothing that drives me more crazy than like any sort of like annoying noises, niches snoring included. But, you know, any like fans or clocks, I can't have anything like that in my bedroom. And so this is insanely, insanely helpful. Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code DREAMBIGGER, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to $300 off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 in value. So you can lock this special offer up by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use code DREAMBIGGER. Enjoy. So a few weeks ago, I had to go on antibiotics because I had this very complicated root canal situation, essentially I had to get a root canal redone and it was it was really gnarly. And so I had to go on antibiotics, which is not something that I like doing at all, but it was a recommendation and you know, I would rather that than get really like unwell. So once I was on antibiotics, obviously it was recommended that I take probiotics, which is something that I already do, and my probiotic of choice has been the Just Thrive probiotic. So I initially got introduced to the brand at Dear Media IRL in May. And I looked into the research and I was incredibly impressed with the integrity of the product. So much so that I even had Tina, who's the co-founder on the podcast itself. So she talks all about kind of myths around gut health, kind of what our current environment does to gut health and all of that and how the Just Thrive probiotic is really helpful. So the Just Thrive probiotic really helps build up your gut 
health in general, which is really important because so much of how we feel is dictated by the integrity of our gut. And so if you want to hear about why the strains that they have are so incredibly helpful for our gut, I highly suggest that you go and listen to that episode that I did with Tina. But I am going to give you some stats. So 80 to 90 percent of Americans suffer with some gut disease, whether that's gas, acid reflux, heartburn, whatever that is. Someone is suffering from something. And, you know, hot girls have stomach problems is a real thing. According to research, 99.9% of the probiotics on the market die in your naturally harsh stomach acid before they get to where they're needed, even the refrigerated ones. So how can a probiotic survive our 98 degree bodies if they can't even withstand room temperature? And we get into why it's so important to have a high quality probiotic, which can actually withstand like our stomach acids in my episode with Tina. But the Just Thrive probiotic essentially has three strains that have been third party clinically tested and proven to arrive 100 percent alive in your gut. It's the only brand that has the patented strain HU36 trademark, which produces antioxidants in the gut. It's proven in clinical trials to start to address leaky gut in just 30 days. There is. You know, I can keep going on and on about its benefits, but I highly, highly recommend this probiotic. It's absolutely incredible. And they have an offer for you. So if you're ready to take control of constipation, bloat and stress and live your healthiest life yet, you can get 20% off your first 90 day bottle of Just Calm, which is their product for stress and Just Thrive probiotic today. Visit JustThriveHealth.com and use promo code DREAMBIGGER. Enjoy. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture every Tuesday, okay? I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Before I do that, I want to get into vision boarding as well. So I've talked about vision boarding a ton. I do it every single year to kind of kick off the new year. And I find it such an inspiring, fun exercise. And it's crazy because... I look, so my vision board is a part of my, it's on my desktop, it's my desktop background and my phone background. So you can see it right here. But when I look at my like vision board, it's crazy how much from the vision board happens towards the end of the year, or like by the end of the year, like how much you kind of accomplish. Like I would say I'm looking at like this whole vision board and I would say like probably 75% of the stuff on here has happened. And I like to, so I'll get into exactly how I do it, but essentially you save images and then you put it onto Canva. So in terms of how you save images, I kind of like to think of it with in terms of like pockets of my life. So again, like I try to save a few images about relationships, about fun, like location. So that can be like home or where you live or like your surroundings relate like relationships can be like friendships. Like how do you want your friendships to feel? You know, finance can be things like money, like the experiences you want in your life. Like what kind of like, like what do you want to do with your wealth? And 
that's kind of how I save my images. And then I put it together on Canva and I use it as both my desktop and phone background, as I mentioned. The thing with vision boards, I think the reason why it works and why it's important is because I think that when goals are kind of in your face constantly and they're there as a reminder, I think subconsciously you just do things to like work towards it. Also, I think the more you the more you interact with something that you want, the more kind of the more it's normalized in your brain. That's that's what I mean. So I don't know, like if you have a picture of like say someone who's traveling, right? That's a part of your vision board, like a really nice like flight or whatever. And that's the thing that you're looking at every day. I feel like travel, like luxury travel kind of becomes something that's subconsciously normalized and that's kind of what you work towards, right? So I like personally, I think vision boarding is just it's so important to me and it's it like it's so motivational to like save fun images like just even that exercise is like such a fun thing to do and like I think keeping your goals top of mind visually is also like very very helpful I know people who also do vision boards on a monthly basis I've done this sometimes where like it's like a fun little micro vision board but my big vision board exercise always happens towards the end of the year it's always around the week of Christmas because that week we have off work and so I like use that week for personal development and getting really like granular about my goals and just just clear just clear about everything I want to accomplish in the new year and also doing a very hefty review of the year prior so that's that's kind of how I do it all right let's get into questions from you guys so number one is how to not get overwhelmed by life goals so I said it earlier on is be really specific about your why. I think that having your why helps you be really, really laser focused. And I would also say don't try to do everything all at once, right? So as I said, like don't set 10 goals, set like one or two or three, you know? I also find it really helpful to build up to your goals, right? So for example, if I'm starting a business today and I have done zero dollars and my goal is to do a hundred million dollars by the end of the year, like, and I've not even made one dollar, I feel like my brain is gonna reject it and I'm not gonna really see it as a goal. It's almost like a fantasy, right? Whereas if I... Like if I've done 10 million in sales, that hundred million dollar mark is no longer a fantasy, but it's something that I can tangibly work towards, maybe not within one year, but you know, you get much closer to it, right? So I think that goals are exactly like that. Like even outside a business perspective, I think you need to set goals based on what's believable for you. And of course, like, you know, like miracles happen and people get really lucky. And like, I'm not saying that crazy things don't happen, but in your own brain, setting a goal that's actually realistic, that you can like take tangible steps to work towards. And like, you think you're actually going to accomplish it by the end of the year. I think that that really helps because then there's really like, you have a clear path forward and you're not going to disappoint yourself per se. Or like, again, if you don't get there a hundred percent of the way, maybe you're there 80% of the way and you're like, oh, wow, like I can, I can do this. I can get really close to it. And that means I can accomplish it and then move on to the next thing.
You guys, since it's around the holidays, tell me if this is just me, but I bet you it's not. But I have been baking like a mad woman, okay? I I want my house to smell like baked goods at all times, and I want it to be so yummy. But at the same time, I'm still focusing on health, okay? We are in our healthy girl era, and let's be real, making sugary cakes you know, every week is probably not the best idea for our blood glucose levels. So I have been obsessed with Stellar Eats. They have grain-free baking mixes made with eight or less real ingredients like almonds, coconut, and dates. And my personal favorite is their carrot cake mix. My God, this thing is unbelievable. I made it over the weekend and Nish was losing his mind. We both love carrot cake and this was such a good carrot cake, but it wasn't bad for you, you know? They also have mixes like banana bread, coffee cake, and a lot of them are also gluten-free, paleo-friendly, and naturally sweetened with coconut and date sugars. I personally could not believe how clean it was. I'd heard about it in the past, and so when I tried it myself, I was kind of blown away. The taste and texture are incredible. They taste just like traditional slash conventional treats, but they're actually not bad for you at all. They're very good for you. It was started by three women who were frustrated with diet culture and how healthy eating is made all about how you look, not about how you feel or how good the food tastes. Okay. So they were on a mission to change the way wellness brands speak to consumers with their brand, which is something that you guys know, I'm a wellness brand founder myself, and it's something that just is so close to my heart. So I love this brand. I cannot recommend this brand more, especially around the holidays, like just honestly, completely blown away. So we have an offer for you guys. Visit StellarEats.com and use code DREAMBIGGER at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. That's S-T-E-L-L-A-R-E-A-T-S.com and use code DREAMBIGGER for 20% off your first order. Stellar Eats is also available at Whole Foods stores nationwide. Enjoy. Every time I share myself cooking on Instagram stories or on Reels, you guys are asking me what my pants are, okay? So I'm going to give you guys a little visual since this is the podcast. I cook in these stunning black pans, which have gold fittings, like gold handles and gold like the side handle thingies. It is beautiful. And the best part is that it is non-toxic. And I am so proud to say that they're Caraway Home because they are a partner on this podcast. But more importantly, I am head over heels obsessed with this brand and have been for a while. So when I entered, I would say my like mid slash late 20s, and I kind of got into health and wellness in the way that I am today, one of the first big changes that I decided to make in my home was throw away all of my disgusting toxic pans because they are just not good for our hormones. And for me, I just kind of became aware of the fact that this was something that I needed to think about because as I was entering my late 20s, I was like, you know, hormones are important and I want to be just I just want to do everything that I can do. So I personally love the Caraway pans because number one, of course, they're non-toxic. They're made without any toxic materials like PFAs, PTFEs, PFOAs, or other hard to pronounce chemicals. And more than that, even though I want something that is 
non-toxic. It was also very important to me to have pans which are easy to use. I can't tell you the number of pans, like these non-toxic pans that I've bought and have had to throw away because they start sticking after a while. And Nish is so frustrated because poor guy, he usually does the cleanup and he's having to sit there, scrub away at these pans. And so as soon as I got these pans, he was like, he lost his mind. He was so excited because it is so easy to clean. It has a naturally slick surface, which means minimal oil or butter is required. And the cleaning process, it takes two minutes. You literally put water on it and all like the the food is kind of gone. And I just do like a once over scrub, I guess, with my scrub daddy. And like, it's perfect. I honestly cannot explain the impact that these pans have had on my life. First, everything is so chic, which is obviously important to me from an aesthetic standpoint, but it's just so functional. And everyone talks about how beautiful my pans are, and I have to agree with them. So Caraway Home has an offer for you guys. Visit carawayhome.com and use code DREAM for 10% off. And don't forget, their once-in-a-year savings event starts November 1st, so it's already underway. Caraway non-toxic cookware made modern. Okay, next question. How do you embody change? Okay, I took notes. So I think number one is be really clear about why you're doing what you're doing. I think whatever you are trying to change into or evolve into, I think that thing, that version of yourself, it needs to be for you. And you almost have to develop this alter ego where you start embodying the version of yourself who is that person. So I'll give you an example, right? So I'll bring us back to finances because I had historically been really, really bad at math. Okay. It was, oh my God, I was just horrible at it in high school. And it's not that I didn't try. I tried. It's just that my brain is like a lot stronger when it comes to creative pursuits over numbers. And so I had always told myself the story that, oh, I'm not good with numbers. And so, you know, I don't need to be good at finances and Nish will be good at finances or, you know, XYZ will take care of my finances. And it it was never something that I wanted to take into my own hands because I kept telling myself that, you know, I was going to be bad at it. And then one day, a few years ago, I made this decision that I was going to become really good at my finances. And I told myself that, you know, my history with numbers and, you know, things like in that category kind of struggling had nothing to do with how I would conduct myself in my finances and that this was actually a really important skill that I needed to master if I was going to be a successful businesswoman, which I am. And from there, as soon as I had that identity shift and I made that decision, every habit that I had completely changed. I started to read about finances. I came up with a plan. I no longer wanted to bury my head in the sand and like not care. It was it was up to me to care. And Yes, like Nish may be good at finances, but good for him. Like I still wanted to learn regardless of whether he was, you know, helping me or not. And I I will say like very confidently that this is something that I fully handle on my own now. It's not something I just like give off to Nish. I can. It's not that I can't. He's my husband and he's like very happy to help and really good at this. But I love having the 
power to kind of like control this part of my life. Same thing. Like I, when I was younger, I was someone who was very uncoordinated. Like my hand-eye coordination was very weak. I wasn't necessarily like very good at sports. I sucked at things like soccer and basketball and my friends would play and I would be like, oh, like I'm just that girl who sucks at sports. And that's what I told myself my whole life. And then when I was graduating from college, I'd gained all this weight and I just felt like I didn't, I just didn't feel like myself anymore. You know, I, I like I was, I was very uncomfortable. I was very unhealthy. And I told myself that I was going to become someone who liked to work out. And I started with Pilates and now this is a part of my identity. Like this has been since 2013 that I made up my mind. So it's 10 years and I changed who I was fundamentally. It's not that I was born with like the best hand-eye coordination. I was not ever a very athletic person, but working out and fitness became a part of my identity because I knew that it would be something that would get me really far in life. And so I think you just need to change gears, you know, shift your identity and really embody that version of yourself who is that person. So I think that that's really important. Okay. How do you set team goals with Array? Okay. So remember how I mentioned top fives that I do in my personal life where I identify five things that I want to accomplish by the end of the month? I like we as a company have the same system in Array. And it was actually from a business standpoint that the five goals actually like monthly top five is what that's what we call it. That's kind of like it came first before the personal life thing. But I was like, this is so good from a business standpoint that I have to bring this into my personal life as well. So the top five that we do per month is essentially five goals that each team member has that they will accomplish by the end of the month. And we also do a review. So for example, for my top five of this month, one of them was finalize the marketing communication plan for Q1 of next year. So we have a calendar for Array where it's it's called the Marcoms calendar. And in it, we have different areas of both marketing and communications from emails, launch, community, events, like all of those different facets. And we kind of plan it months in advance so that we're actually executing on it when time comes. So that was one of my goals for November. Or another one is finalize this partnership that we're doing in December. So things like that. So everyone in the company has top five goals. And by the end of the month, we should be accomplishing all five of them. And these are like tangible kind of numerical, like ticked off the list goals. And, you know, if it's a numerical goal, for example, and we don't accomplish it, again, we need to make sure that we're 80 or 90% of the way there. And if not, like, why is that, you know, and review, okay, like, what did we do wrong? What can we improve on? How can we make sure that this is like fixed for the following month? So if you do have a company, I think having top fives allows everyone to align and really have like really be laser focused on their priorities for the month, because otherwise I think what happens is that your to-do list can pile up and your focus is spread thin and you're going to, you're focusing on things that aren't actually going to be needle movers when it comes to the business. And so the, the reason we have the top five is because these are the five most impactful needle moving things that we can be doing in the month to push the business forward. So that's kind of how we do it at Array. How do you handle goals where the results aren't fully in your control? So again, I don't, when when we have goals and it's numerical, right? Or like 
it's a, a results-based goal, which most of us do tend to have. I know that the outcome isn't in your control, but the actions that you take are in your control. And again, if you take certain actions then and you don't accomplish that goal in its entirety, but you're 80% of the way there, I think that's something to be really proud of. Because again, sometimes we set goals for ourselves. Maybe it doesn't happen in one year, but maybe it happens two months after that, right? And that's not a bad thing. It means that you took really positive steps in your life to move towards something that you really wanted. So I wouldn't get upset if, you know, you've not accomplished something that you exactly set out to do as long as you have a plan and steps that you can take that are in your control and you actually do them and habitualize and commit to it. I think that's all that matters. Tips for staying consistent with your goals have a weekly plan in terms of like what are you doing daily make sure you review do a top five review with yourself and kind of go over what did you do right or wrong for example you know I have certain fitness goals and over the summer we were traveling loads and you know there was one trip I think where I had really really neglected like my movement right and I came back and I did a review with myself and of course you know life is very fluid and you kind of have like it's it goes in waves certain times where I'm really really committed to being at the gym every single day other times where you know we're traveling or whatever and it's just not the same but again be real with yourself and like figure out why why have you not gotten to this like what are you going to do going forward don't let it discourage you like I don't think that that's the thing where like you know if you have been inconsistent don't let that be the thing that like makes you fall off the wagon altogether no matter what your goal is this is not fitness specific but I think you know getting real with yourself with yourself I think that that's really really important how to set up goals you will follow and help and actually take action. Again, I've talked about this, but making sure that you are, you know, like coming up with a plan. I think that the plan thing is really, really important. Okay, and the last one actually I can answer this is, how do you set goals when you have so many things that you wanna focus on? This is normal. I think we can all feel like, oh my God, there's so many changes that I wanna make in my life. But again, have three macro goals. Those are your three macro goals. Doesn't mean you can't do like little things on the side, right? Like I also have like smaller goals that I wanna accomplish, but those are, they don't take that much out of me. My laser focus thing is three big goals for the year. So just like identify what the three most pressing things are. And that's kind of how I would identify. All right. Those are all the questions and that's kind of everything that I have for goal setting. I hope you guys found it helpful. I love this time of year. I think it's so fun to reflect and I think it's so fun to get excited about everything that you're going to accomplish in the new year. And so I hope that this has been a helpful podcast episode and one that will actually get you inspired to crush your goals for 2024. With that, I will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people, learn and unlearn, and have a lot of fun. See you next week.
please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.